So basically, for breakfast, every single morning, almost religiously to where if we don't do it, we feel like we're not doing something right. She makes me two fried eggs, one whole like really grainy, like a seven grain toast with butter, and that's it. Two eggs, one toast, runny yolk, and it's we I eat it so many times that I literally can eat it in about two minute and a half to two minutes. I don't eat fast. It's just it's routine. I I, I have to eat the eggs and the bread the exact same way every time. I it's it's weird. I have to eat it the exact same way. And thank you for asking. Let me tell you how. Hello and welcome back to Explicitly Us. Fun, friendly and good for the whole family. It's sure to put a smile on your face. So get ready all the way from Table 19 Studios, your hosts Andy and Trista. What I do (laughs) is I cut the white around the yolks off to where there's just a yolk pocket. I take that yolk pocket and put it on top of half of the toast. Then I take the other egg to do the same thing and put that yolk on the other half. Okay. I eat all the white that's left behind on the plate, making sure to sop up any spilled yolk that may have been punctured. No yolk left behind. (laughs) Then. Isn't that a Kurt series or something? Yes. Then. The left behind. I I purposefully now I puncture the yolk on the bread while it's over the bread and then I take the the yolk egg pocket thing with my fork and I paint the bread like it's a paintbrush. <laughs> I spread the yolk out evenly so the top of the bread is all yellow and then I put the egg back on top of that half. And then the other egg I do this. I'm Rain Man. Just call me Rain Man. All right. Oh, no doubt, man. So then I do the same thing to the other side of the toast. Now I have my toast fully covered with yolk, and I have a fried egg on each half. Just, it's not done. I'm, I'm like, it literally, I don't mean to do this. It's just what happens. It's just what I do. It's not a process that I think about, it's just what I do. But I notice the whole time I'm doing it that I'm doing it. I'm like, well, I'm going to eat it different this time. I'm going to, and I can't do it. It it literally tastes the best this way. I think is what yeah. it is. I mean, I'm trying it. All right. Hey, can I can I note that we both have? I think because it's the first time. I, is this where you sit when you do your when you do the podcast? A little oh, it's in the area, but usually we're across from each other. We had to move side by side for this. Okay, because I'm cracking up because Trista can give this look of boredom. I don't. Did I marry the right person? <laughs> and then quickly goes right into yes, I married the right person. But she goes <laughs> between those two looks really quickly. <laughs> you should see when she does it when she's looking at you. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now she's just looking forward, but she's kind of looking at the corner right. And I just tell the story about that. I just—it's just too funny, man. You've seen me do this before, right? So, 
And uh, let me just tell you, I'm not done telling you I how I eat I hand him his plate of food, and I walk away, and I go make my food. So I do not watch this process. You've seen it before because you've looked at me weird, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. And by the time she gets done with her eggs, my eggs are done. So after the eggs get put on the toast, here's the next thing. You have to cut the toast in the middle between the eggs. You got you to gotta divide them so it's perfectly even egg on each side okay then you take half of that half or that half and you cut down the middle of the egg into the bread you're splitting the egg now and then you push the two halves of eggs into the middle of those pieces of bread okay now if you do this right you have four bites left to eat okay and each bite is a piece of bread soaked in yolk and just the right amount of egg. And it all goes around, right? That sounds amazing. I'm not lying. That sounds really good. But if it takes you six minutes to explain it, there's no way you can eat it in a minute and a half. I can. I promise. It's so fast. Okay. It's, what, what, Kendra? You've perfected it. Oh, yeah. yeah but, That's why it takes you. Well, and I'm chewing, and I'm cutting at the same time, you know. And then I'm chewing while I'm doing this. So it's just literally a minute and a half. It's done, and I have to eat it in so many. Like I, it, it takes me like six bites to eat my food, six bites, and my breakfast is done. So that's every morning. Now here's the odd thing. This is we're real right now. Here's the odd thing. We haven't been recording this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. We have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, that would be fine, man. We're enjoying the talk. Uh, the weird thing is, I can have that every morning for breakfast and not get tired of it. Weird. weird. Isn't that weird? Because if you had pizza every day for dinner, as much as we love, love, love pizza, I would get tired of it. Sure. But two eggs and a piece of toast and coffee to, to follow? Are you kidding? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You sound like my mom. She eats the, um, she, she is so, uh, you guys would probably have fun figuring out very difficult math questions and stuff like Raymond. A rain man, um, you know my mom, <laughs> Raymond. His name was Raymond. But um, mom, as long as I've known her, I think she still does it. As long as you've known her, up, she. <laughs> uh, there was a long time I did not know her. Uh, um, she just eats a cup of yogurt every night. So like growing up, we had we had a cup of yogurt and an orange, and she has. We had these cups. And we used to use them for everything, you know, put screws in them and all this, but just yogurt cups. And I'm like, can you ever get sick of it? And she just, every night, like if she travels, she takes her yogurt with her. That is so, strange. You know, it's it's neat to see how people are. And I think that's something about you, like the way you did your creamer and your, you know, which is common sense. I, I don't know why people would put creamer in their coffee after they pour the coffee because then you got to waste the spoon. These these are called insane people. <laughs> these are insane people. But just you specifically, these I think you enjoy, and I think this is something you and I both have, our wives don't enjoy anything in life, but you and I, <laughs> you and I enjoy just these little things. I don't have to have big things. I just enjoy little things. And, uh, what are you looking? Why? What did I say? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, sir. <laughs> when you talked about the watches, 
Like, I can't wear a watch. And um, when you're talking about the watches, you just enjoy watches. And I, I, just, I think that's cool. Tristy, you should be very grateful for the God, for the, <laughs> the man God put in your life. <laughs> I got to get those. the God that God put in your life. For the God in your life. Well, two things, and the ladies can interject at any time. I, there are people out there that don't like watches and they can't wear watches. There are those weird people out there. But I will say that a lot of times it's just that you have not found your watch. Mm. So it's This is true. It took me a while when Andy first started getting into watches like this. I was like, I don't want a watch. I don't want to wear a watch. Don't try to buy me one. I don't want one. And I bought her one. I found one. I think the first one I found. Yeah, I didn't buy it. I was intrigued by the the moon phase. Like I'm a little bit of a weather nerd. Go get the go get the watch and we'll show them this and we'll see if we can interest them in watches and in you know what we call it? Us fancy schmancy people that try to act smarter than we are. We call it horology. Horology is the study of time. I did not know that. Did you just give us the word of the day or is that a bonus? No, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. And speaking of your mother, if you're listening right now, I'm thinking of a a word that starts with the letter P. And I just want you to know, I'm thinking about you, Miss Betty Griffiths. All right. Only she knows what I'm talking about. All right, so Trista, now you can't see it because there's, there's no moon. Okay, so it's a new moon. So here's the camera. Hold it up to them. It's apparently a new moon today. So there's no Ooh. moon there on the moon phase. And the other one That's is actually a, a day phase. So the sun will come up when it's daytime and come across that little screen and then go down what? as the day progresses. So they can do all kind of watch? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, now this up here, the top sections, this little circle, and then this circle here is what she's talking about. And so for this night in the month, there's no moon, right? Man, this is really hard to do. There's no moon. So as the dates go around, I'm, I'm still not able to point, as the date, which is here, goes around, that will slowly turn with the moon phase and it's just so here's what's interesting this has a battery in it this is called a quartz watch because it has a battery in it but watches have been or have been made for hundreds of years and the first watches were mechanical I'll, I'll leave it at that the first watches were mechanical but now the watches today that are not battery operated they're all still mechanical and what I mean is they don't have a battery in them. Remember the old grandfather clocks that you would wind? Wind them up. That's what people do with a wristwatch. They wind them up. And then they work for 40, 60, 80 hours, depending on the spring that is on the inside. It's a circular spring that winds around itself, right? And then as it unwinds, it uncoils, it releases energy with an escapement which is just a fun thing to study. Now, here's the fascinating thing. A mechanical watch back in 
I don't remember the year, but the 1800s, I think it was. No, I'm not sure. I'm going to look that up. They invented a watch that would wind itself up. Yeah. It's called an automatic watch. And what it has is it has a rotor in the back of the watch. It's half the size of the case on the inside. And it's a rotor that pivots and it swings like a kind of like a pendulum. And as yeah. as the watch wearer wears a watch and they move their wrist, it moves that pendulum which winds the watch. So as you wear the watch, it winds it up for you, okay? And it doesn't take a battery. It's all it's completely mechanical. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's I think I got into it because of the technology and how fascinating it was, and I just I just love discovering things like that. So it's really interesting technology. I like it. Trista is now liking some watches, and she looks really cute in them. You know, it's very it's she's a piece of jewelry. So you just haven't found your watch yet, maybe. You guys are freezing. Oh no, the internet is unstable. In all its ways. Oh, okay. Now, what were we talking about earlier? Because I feel like we've taken about five rabbit trails. When we went breakfast. Back, oh, <laughs> we went from how does your family do breakfast to watches. That's how that's how much I like watches. That's how we got there. So Preston, I'm impressed by him getting up and doing breakfast for his brothers, not his sister, yet. Right? <laughs> Have you told anybody yet? We just we just told you and every and our listeners. Right? All right, fantastic. You'll be getting a call from your we mother are, shortly. Are, <laughs> you'll be getting. <laughs> so, we, if we could, y'all could just uh, guarantee us a girl, man. Oh, wouldn't that be something? We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're gonna name it. If we have a girl, we're gonna name her. We're gonna name her Trista. Oh, that's a sweet there you name. Go. Sweet name. That's a lie. We're not going to do that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd pay you good money to name your daughter Trista. I wanted to name Callie Trista, but Trista wouldn't let me. No. Nope. I would have done you it. Name girl after, is, it, is it Trista Jr. still? TJ. We would have called her TJ. That would have been cute. TJ. We have a TJ, an OJ, and an AJ. And then Clayton. OJ. Watch back with that guy, man. I know. You don't even know. Uh, so Preston makes breakfast. Our kids, full disclosure, our kids all make breakfast for themselves, too. They've been doing their own breakfast since probably Clay was like four. Yeah. Wow. No. So let's go back. They have not been doing their breakfast since Clay was four because they weren't in existence. All of them. Callie was not doing it. her breakfast at the age of two. Three. She will <laughs> probably was. No. They've always, since they were little, all they want for breakfast every single day of their lives is cereal. And we are the kind Only of parents cereal. to give them exactly what they want. That's, all the that's time. A good <laughs> so they do that they do well and if they wanted to if we had it in the budget we would let them eat eggs 
every morning, but it's not in the budget. Eggs are like three fifty a dozen here. Sorry, Dad needs his eggs, and you guys are content with cereal. And Daddy does not need cereal in his life. He'll get fatter. No, we probably pay more for cereal and milk than we do eggs. Yeah, it's kind of Kroger right now. We bought eighteen eggs yesterday for ninety-seven cents. Wow! Wow, that's amazing. Are that's you weird. are you having any kind of food shortages there? Yeah, not eggs, but um, everything else. Seems to yeah, there's a lot of stuff missing. We had a big snowstorm tonight. Well, not a big one, but for us, it was. Uh, but you know, for a half inch. Supposedly, the shortages is not. It doesn't have anything to do with the weather. Supposedly, it's still all COVID related. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. That was a total uh, moment for me because there was no tie there. But we, we didn't have snow. <laughs> I just looked out the window and saw snow. But, yeah. <laughs> 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 and we're having a plug of squirrels that are just flying all over this house. I tell you, the food shortage. Food shortage. You know what? You should talk a minute. We need to turn this over okay. to Kim for a while. Just let her just come. Okay, where it connected was when we get a bad snowstorm, milk and bread disappear off our shelves. And toilet paper. Well, I don't, I guess I don't really notice that as much, but it's really strange. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you eat with milk and bread. Like, you think they'd be buying something else to go with it. You know, well, you can't have milk. It is a common meme. It is a meme and people joke about it, but it's true. But why aren't the canned goods going off the shelf? You know, if you're in fear for your life. Um, Like like, ramen noodles. Yeah, that. (laughs) Something like that. You know, it has something to do with the fact that we're Americans is a lot of it. And milk and eggs are perishable. So when you think in your mind, okay, we're not going to be able to get milk and egg supplies because the entire country is going to shut down because Kentucky got an inch of snow. So we think we're not going to ever get milk and eggs for like another week and it's perishable. So we need to get ours now. And save what we can so that we can enjoy the American benefits of having these things on hand all the time. That That's, I mean, and it's not like people think that way, but subconsciously they want their little supplies. They, you know, but. Uh, I, sound like a, I sound like a crazy person when I talk like this, but so many things that happen around us is just kind of like, it's like a worldwide or nationwide peer pressure kind of thing. Like, you know, you, you, you graduate, you go to college and make this decision of what you're going to do the rest of your life when you're 17 or 18 years old. And, uh, instead of like work a little bit and learning a trade. And I mean, it's just like certain things you just do it. And I mean, it really trickles down into every little thing, milk and eggs. Like you just do it. It's like, we're almost like robots. We just kind of do what everybody else is doing. Is that weird? Does that no, weird? no, it makes perfect sense. We were just, were you watching that video with me last night about the 100-year-old watchmaker? Yeah. 100-year-old watchmaker and Swift. Sorry, guys, back on watches. But he was recalling his life when he was in high school, we would call it, but he called it something else. He was speaking in what? Italian? He's from Switzerland, so Swiss. But what is that? Denmark? I don't know what that is. Swedish? No, it's not. It wasn't any of that. It was like French. French. Or French. I think it was French. French. 
French. We don't, we're ignorant. We're worldwide ignorant. So he was speaking in French. And uh, so we're reading the captions. And when he got done with school, like in his senior year, his dad's like, hey, there's, there's these little schools back then. This was in 1940s. And there are these little schools where you in in this in a city you would sign your kids up to be a part of a type of like a club and in this it, it was basically like a vocational like a, what is it trade it's trade basically schools. like a trade school like what high schools try to do with wood with shop and things like that except it wasn't it was a job like you were going to go in yeah. and you were going to train and they would have spaces available and this one was for engineering, I believe, or mecha- mechanics, I think he called it. But it was for mechanics, but the, all the spaces filled up. And so his dad's like, there's no more spaces, but I found out that there were spaces for watchmakers. And so I set you, I signed you up for that. And so the kid goes from not ever thinking about being a watchmaker to just perchance signing, have his dad sign him up just to get experience in a trade so that he could start making decisions but he told the story about how he went and was in the military and then he dabbled in this and he kept moving around, but he kept coming back to watchmaking and ended up working in the end. Well, he's a hundred years, but he worked in the industry for like 60 years and was not, that wasn't a plan. It was just, it was available to him. And so he did it and enjoyed it, but no, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't something that his father handed down to him. So I don't, you know, the more we talk about our kids and the more we talk about expectations, you know, the more, I just want my kids to be good people and have good character. And I think the rest will take care of itself. Tris? I like that. If they have good character, they're going to be hard workers. And so it doesn't matter what they do, you know. And if they have good character, they they would lean towards being good leaders. And that's good. There's a lot of good things in there that would would lean to if you have the, of course, the right support system, education, and encouragement, uh, and maybe a little bit of backing. The world. I mean, really, you can do whatever you want. You could, you could, you could start a business. Like, think about, Stephen. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but Preston's going to be a teenager soon, and whether or not he shows interest in what you're doing with guitars. If he, if he learned how to do some of the things out there, which I'm sure he's helped before, but as he learns to do those things, Preston could, like, be a better guitar maker than you. You know, I mean, he could actually take on the Griffiths guitars and do something huge with it that you have no desire to do because you're a pastor. But he's not a pastor. But this could... I, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about, actually. But have you thought that's about... Actually, have you ever thought about Preston taking something like that on in the future or, or that being a possibility? Oh, 100%. He's, uh, and you know, I don't ever want to pressure him. It's like everything else. And if it happens organically, that's great. And that's kind of the way it's happening. He, uh, I, I, if it, anything he does out there to help, I pay him. My philosophy is if I make money in it, you're going to make money doing it. Like, so, but picking up leaves or picking up, sticks out of the yard. I'm not making money doing it. And so you're, that's short. Yeah. But I'm making money making guitars or if he, he'll go out and help me. If the boy had uh, the body of a 20 year old, he would outwork any, he, he outworks any, most men that I've worked with. 
he will work all day. He helped me roof the house one time all day long, walking up the ladder and handing me one shingle at a time. Like, cause he was, I mean, this was like five years ago or four years ago, but, um, so yeah, he's really taking interest in it. So right now, just little things like he helps me put the binding on, and because it's repetitive, anything that's repetitive, he helps me do, and he loves it. Like he gets mad—not mad, but he gets upset when I do it, and he'll come out and it's done, and he's like, "You didn't tell me you were going to do that." And it's not about the money. Um, mm-hmm. So it's yes, and his knowledge of it all and how it all works already is huge. And I'm teaching him every little thing. Like I was gone, since I was gone this week, I said, listen, the shop has to stay at a certain humidity. When the heat's on, it just sucks the humidity out of the air. So I was teaching him about humidity. And if you need to keep that humidifier full of water and like the, the numbers and he, he picks up, there's so, there's sponges right now. And he's just picking up this information. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. But man, that's why everybody's like, you should think about, have you thought about hiring somebody? And <laughs> First of all, I'm like, no, because I would like to make a little bit of money off this first because businesses, just because you sell a guitar for $4,000 doesn't mean you made $4,000. Right. Uh, there's a lot of overhead, a lot of things. And so I like to see a little bit of income. But no, ultimately, that's who I want to eventually take. I think it'd be great. Well, and he actually talks about it to me. What he loves to see in the Stevens, that he actually says, one day, I would love to build these guitars. I mean, he really talked about it. So you have cool. That is exciting to hear. That is really exciting to hear somebody wanting to do something that's so available to them. Our kids don't know what they want to do, but they've all gone through stages of what they think they want to do. AJ's in the stage of, he wants to be a trash collector. Um, Oliver for a while now has, has said he wants to be a window washer. He wants to be a window washer. I'm not sure where that's going to take him. <laughs> it's, going to take him it's going to take him up. Maybe. Going, he's going like, up. Maybe up. <laughs> we'll see. Um, you wear a harness. <laughs> yeah. We don't know, but uh, it's exciting. I'm glad they're taking some interest. It's really exciting to hear about Preston, man. That's so cool. So on that subject, we're, you know what? Let's do the word of the day. Because we got to get some of these things in. This is going to be a two-parter. I already knew it was. Uh, there's no way we could talk for a half an hour. So, and I could talk. I, can I say this though? One of your children have to be somebody they that can take a piece of bread and an egg and make the greatest breakfast. I mean, they got to that. That's all I can do. That would be Callie. That's all I can do. That would be Callie. Callie can do it. Callie can do it. <laughs> Um, so I actually heard this word used the other day and I didn't, he gave the definition when he used it, obviously, because he was being highfalutin. And so he gave the definition. Then I'm like, ah, I'm going to look that up. And his definition was a little off from the real definition, but it's still an interesting word. I'm going to give you the word. I want you guys to guess each one of you take a turn. Trista, you can take a turn too. Okay. The word is thumfering or Fumfurring. Fumfurring or fumfurring. Oh my. To fumfur. I automatically think like bumbling. Is that even a word? Bumbling is a word. Bumbling around. Stumbling, maybe? That's exactly where my mind's going, but I don't know if bumble's a word. I like how you just (laughs) jumped on the back of that uh, train there, Stephen. Just grabbed hold of that definition that 
That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I was, man. If I'm going to pick anybody to be on their side, it's me, Tristan. Kendra, are, are, were you thinking that too? Were you thinking <laughs> that same thing too? <laughs> well, I can tell you what I did about it, but well, I won't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you didn't say we couldn't use our phones. Uh, it's exciting. You know, Trista is so smart, and she is the smart girl. But that's exactly what it means. It means to mumble, what? to mutter, to murmur, to waffle, uh, to putter aimlessly. And I heard this this actor was talking about it. He was doing an interview, and um, I forget what the topic was, but he was um, trying to think of that word. And you know when you you, you go to the the, uh, the the place, and and but you can't think of what you're trying to say, and you're and you're and you're saying words, but it's not nothing is really making sense because you know that's fumfering what I just did, and so uh, okay, I do that a lot. We do it in preaching I a lot. Do- is that what you just said? Did we say the same thing at the same yes, time? We did, we did, and we cut each other off. Yeah, that's that's how I preach. That's my main preaching style. Fumfering. I'm a hey. Baptist Bible thumping, fumpering preaching. <laughs> Fum for the word, being in season, out of season. That's my last word. Uh, <laughs> so that was a pretty good word of the day. I thought not a word that we. It's a good one. No, it's usable. It's usable. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Kristen. Thank you. <laughs> I gave her the eyes and nobody picked up on it. Trista's like, let's do an Italian word with an Whatever. English accent. Whatever. No. So. Frigorific was a good one. Frigorific. Did you guys ever use that? <laughs> Kendra's frigorific right now. Look at her all covered up in her blanket. <laughs> you remember the meaning of these? <laughs> I will remember fumfering. Fumfering. Think of fun with an M. Fumfering. F U M F E R to fumfer. I guess that's how you say it. But uh, so breakfast. Now we're on to lunch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally this is literally uh, all we need to do is just chat okay I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to let Trista do the bible verse here in a second so she's got her inspirational music to make everybody feel encouraged and enlightened by the word today not to mock it but just because we like this music so Trista is that your verse over there or is that here it's right here All right. whenever you're ready The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. I love it when the tribal men come in at the end. Whoa! 
This was taken from the 19th Psalm. The 19th Psalm. Good job, Tristan. You should do the whole Bible. Probably not. Read the whole Bible. I like that one guy that reads it on the King James Bible app or whatever that, the Holy Bible app. Who is it? Alexander Scorby. Are you sure? Listen, Andy. I am sure. It's an app. Or James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones would be amazing. Um, Let me just ask you, does he say, is it like the book of John? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's Alexander Scorby. You did it. You nailed it. I listen. That's the that's the only way I read any Bible is by listening to it because I can't, I don't want to actually pick up a Bible. I hear you. So I just <laughs> no. Do I you, have I listen to my, my shop, mm-hmm. but James Earl Jones has got to did Darth Vader's voice, and that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he is a good one too. Good voiceover actor. Um, do you find yourself listening to the Bible when it gets into like Numbers, Deuteronomy, yes, places like that? Yeah, I do as well. Yes. It helps. It helps a lot because otherwise I'll spend four days trying to pronounce a chapter of the Bible. Can't do it. Yeah. Oh, what do you do, babe? Do you ever read the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to. I want people to see how funny and witty she is. Are y'all hot? I am burning up. Yeah. Where's the fan? Where's my water? Do you remember that? Do you remember that show a couple <laughs> weeks ago where I was trying to be silent? <laughs> what, you last four seconds? No, like legit. I was trying to be silent, and it was super uncomfortable. It was the one where we were talking about Mister Rogers and how he would just be quiet and he would make people uncomfortable. That's me, like not Mr. Rogers. I'm I'm the anti Rogers. <laughs> Man, I have Mr. Rogers' book of quotes. It is wonderful. Really? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab it. Okay. It it will just to read it will change you cannot read this thing and not close it and want to be a better person. It's really an amazing thing. You go get the I'm book and we'll it. talk to Kendra. <laughs> No, seriously, we have this friend, and Stephen always told him, he reminded him of Mr. Rogers, and I was never really around him a lot, but he had come over to our house, and the boys were building Legos, and they're showing him, because he's so excited, they're so excited to show him these Legos, and he comes and sits at the table with them, and he's like, oh, so you follow these instructions, and then when you're done with this page, you flip over and do this page. And then when you're done, you go to the next page, and the kids are like, yeah, that's exactly how it works. And I was like, he is Mr. Rogers. <laughs> he totally wow. is. Was very- <sighs> wow. He has a, he has a gift. Is, is this man, um, I was going to ask you a question. I forget what it was. Yeah, there's not there's not many people like that 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 can get on kids. I used to be able to get on kids' levels. I used to be better with kids than I am now. Ever since I had kids, I'm not as good with kids anymore. That's Preston. Did you not come say hi? Preston, come, come say here. hi. Hi. Hey, Prez. How you doing, buddy? Good. 
Good. Right now, let it be written, this is the future of guitars. Right here. We were just... Do you have anything business venture? No. What's, we... going to be your, what's going to be your business motto? I don't know. Oh, come on. We just uh, we were just talking <laughs> about you for a minute. You're gonna have to go back and listen to see what we said, but uh, you know, I think your motto could be something like Griffiths Guitars. I do it better than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would be funny. That's cool. I'm excited for you. I hope you keep up with it because that is a really cool business. Making guitars. <laughs> so the other thing I was wanted wanted to ask you about was we haven't announced this officially, and I don't know if you told anybody else, but we're gonna announce it right here and now. No? Can we not? You don't want to announce it? No, I haven't told anybody. Can I announce it? Can I tell <laughs> you can do whatever you want? Podcast. Sweet. Stephen Griffiths is now taking orders on acoustic guitars. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, guys, listen. Stephen, I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. It, it's You're saying things on your side, and when I'm talking, it's cutting you off. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Stephen okay. has been making resonator guitars known also as Dobros, and he is trying his very first. This is the this is the whole reason we're having him on, just to make record of this. One day when Preston Griffiths Guitars is world-renowned, I'm going to be, like, so famous because I held the first press conference with my wife here for the very first acoustic guitar ever made by Griffiths Guitar. So he's... <laughs> He's trying his hand at his first acoustic guitar, which is, they tell me, by they I mean Mr. Griffiths tells me, that it is apples to oranges, night and day, completely different than making a resonator guitar, right? I mean, not night and day. I think night and day would be like Dobro making, egg sandwich making. (laughs) But like, there's a lot of the same concepts. But definitely, sorry, I'm going to run that in the ground. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the basis of it, I don't have to buy any new tools. I mean, I have everything I need. Uh, but the action is the main thing because when you play these resonator guitars, they have high action, high action. And as which, you know, with an acoustic guitar. Which high action means that the strings sit far away from the neck or the fretboard. They sit high. I right. just had to explain that to every to, to the everybody else who doesn't know that. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because I sometimes assume too much. Um, because really the only people I communicate with are Dobro players. Right. Uh, yeah, not, all, not the only, but our world a little bit. So yeah, I and uh, if you've ever played a guitar, the action high. It really hurts to play it, but you don't want the action high and. Mm-hmm. You can take a five thousand dollar guitar with bad a bad setup or bad action, and and it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it plays like a five dollar guitar, and you you could take a cheap guitar and set it up real nice, and it it becomes a nice guitar. So 
that's going to be the part that I'm really excited about. This I've been setting guitars up for people here and there, and so I have a little experience with that acoustic guitars, and so it'll be fun to, to see how it goes. And I, I just I don't know. We'll see. It was made out of a local piece of cherry. Um, the back and sides of the neck were made out of the same piece of cherry, and um, the top is made out of spruce from out west. So one side of the one side of that coin is craftsmanship skill and assembling it finishing it and then the other side is the setup making it sound right play right right yes and get those two things down we're on our way we're on our way Stephen. so here's here's the basis for this is going to interest maybe one percent of your listeners which would be me so i can't wait to go back and listen but um, the concept behind acoustic guitar making is you want to make the body uh, brace just enough so it doesn't fall apart, so it doesn't cave in on itself. So you want it very resonant. And so it's kind of like if you take a three-quarter inch piece of plywood and tap on it, it there's no resonance to it. But if you take a, an eighth-inch piece of plywood, which they make, and you tap on it, or an eighth-inch piece of wood and tap on it, it will resonate a little bit. So you don't want bracing to be real thick. And the thing about factory guitars like Martin and Taylor and these guitars, they're making mass guitars. So they don't want their guitars to fall apart in 20 years because they're giving lifetime warranties and all this stuff. And they're putting them out. These places are building like 300 guitars a week, kind of crazy stuff. And so they brace them a little heavier for that reason. And uh, so with the construction part of it, you want to make it, so resonant that it's very close to falling in on itself. But then the, the playability, the actual setup, you want to make it to where it's just about the buzz. And if you're, if you play real hard, you need to string a little higher. But again, so Martin, these companies that are putting out a lot of guitars, they have to make their strings a little higher out of the factory so that when people pick it up on the shelf, it doesn't buzz when you play it. So a lot of guitar players, if they pick with the, like your children would play, um, like you would play finger picking, you want the action really close. Oh, not not you. You don't play at all. I play. No. I, I don't play much finger picking, and like I, I don't Taylor. care what you make. If you make a one off of anything, it's going to be worth more money. Anytime you make a one, I mean. Make a table and it'll be and make it crude, but if it's one off and it's made for someone specifically, you don't. It doesn't have to be perfect because that the value's not in always its perfection. But your 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 work is going to be really good. I already know it is. It's going to be amazing. But I feel like the ladies didn't have much to say today, and it's usually that Do we way. Ever? Um, next time. We need to get some better sound from you all. That, that's that's the only critique I have for us tonight. Besides that, it was spot on. It was exactly what we expected from you. Your candor. Your candidness. I can't think of another... Your fumbering. C- your fumbering. I can't think of another C word. Oh. But... But... I think one of these days, just to close, because the music's playing in the background, I think we're going to have to have the ladies 
do I really want Trisha to do a ladies only show but for that to happen we just have to make an outline because it would never happen let's be honest she could do it it would never happen well I've been playing this outro and for the first time we have out talk the outro so I don't have enough time even to play this lady so I'll wait till the end and play it right after the end hey Steven Kinder we love you Love you, man. Appreciate you. Love you, Trista. Love you. Hey, wait a second. Did you know Explicitly Us is on Instagram? Just search explicitly underscore us, or you can find the link on the show description. You will be able to see photos and videos on the various topics and stories we share. Do you have any friends? Invite them to share in the fun too. Until next time, be happy, be blessed.